Welcome to Mindful Talk, brief conversations about mindfulness in the workplace and at home. I am your host, Lauren Wessinger. And I'm your host, Misty Anderson. And this podcast is brought to you by The Mindful Project. The Mindful Project helps you elevate the culture of your business by bringing mindfulness practice to you and your staff through in-person and virtual learning. Contact us through our website, themindfulproject.co, for more information. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, Misty and I are chatting about self-care. Obviously, as most topics, a really wide topic that we'll try to narrow down just a few concepts on and our view of self-care and what we think it means because it could mean a lot of things, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Self-care. Before we even started this conversation, Lauren and I were just talking like as friends and we were talking about, you know, like things that make us feel good, like my gray hair if you're watching YouTube right now, is just sticking straight out of my head. And so like the self-care part of me really wants to go sit in front of the mirror and pluck out all the gray hairs, but I'm not, I'm here. So self-care can, you know, be on the beauty side of things and self-care can go all the way to like your mind and your spirit and fulfilling. I think of it as like what fills my bucket and that's a broad range of things. And so oftentimes I try to think about, I even have a list in my phone of things that bring me joy. That's what it says. And if I'm feeling like, ugh, or I have no creativity or blah, I will reference that list and see what's available for me to do right then. I love that. That's really beautiful. I think I say this a lot in different contexts, but we're a a human species of forgetting and remembering. And when we're in a place of pain, or suffering of any kind, emotional, physical, spiritual, mental, we forget. We forget that one, we're not always going to feel that way. And two, we forget what makes us feel good. Yeah. And I love that list, just being able to quickly reference a list like that. Well, this is pretty heated and I get passionate about it, but I'm pretty pissy about how we look at self-care as like an extra thing, like, like a, Okay, I've done all of the things and now I'm going to practice my self-care. Like, that's not the way it should be. That's the way I was raised. And so I'm constantly pushing against that noise that's in my face of saying, well, you need to do this and this and this, and then you can rest and take care of yourself. You know, and it's just not the case. Yesterday, it was post-Halloween. My family had major post-Halloween hangover. And it was like 1 p.m., And we were doing, taking Halloween decorations down and doing different projects in the house. And I just excused myself and I went and took a bath (laughs) and it sounds really weird, but I just needed to be alone. I needed water helps me. Like I told you, I'm like Moana. Um, And I needed to like, just sit for a minute. And in my head, I was like, I need to take a bath. And it, no, what, what made me happy was I've done a good enough job of taking care of myself that when I do those things, everyone pretty much respects it or understands. It's not like, what are you doing, mom? Um, Because I have seen so many people dig themselves a hole and I've gotten, this has happened to me before, but dig yourself a hole 
to where you can't really get out. And so if you continually do those things as they spark and, and take care of yourself, because my body was just saying for some reason, like, Misty, you need to stop. And I don't know where it came from. It wasn't like I was exhausted or anything like that. I just needed to step away and a bath is what sounded good. One thing I want to say about that being your self-care in the moment is that I think it depends on the intention and what's going on in the moment. Hmm. Um, for many years, I wouldn't even say the word self-care. A friend of mine and I had this thing about it. We just thought it was such an annoying phrase Yes, because we got into this place in this like self-help society where self-care was a pedicure or self-care was mimosas on a Sunday. And none of that is actually self-care. Mimosas on a Sunday are hanging out with your girls, right? Yeah. A pedicure is just maintenance for your toes. <laughs> There's nothing about those things that are going to fill you up in the long term, unless you're having a terrible emotional week. Maybe you just had a breakup or lost your job and mimosas on a Sunday is actually your therapy with your girls. Unless, like you said, your body was giving you the signal to please get in water stat or somebody's going to pay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that way your bath was self-care. A bubble bath another day might not be if you're forcing yourself to get there and you kind of don't want to get there, but you're really working on self-care and you feel like you should. And so I think it's all about intention and need. As are most things. And I try to put most of my self-care in the mornings and the evenings. I mean, I'm like I said, the bath was in the middle of the day. So I'm not saying I don't take care of myself along the way or listen to my body, but I tend to do most of the things that are important to me and make me um, just better in the mornings and in the evenings. Do you do that too? I really do. It's, it's mornings and evenings. That's when I really try to slow it down and not be on any electronics and just do things that, that feel nurturing, that feel nurturing for my mind and my body. And yeah, absolutely. And then throughout the day, like you said, it's, it's little mindful moments of stopping to have a glass of water in the kitchen without scrolling Instagram, you know, like looking out the window and having a glass of water and feeling my feet on the ground. Like those little moments are the little ways to, to kind of turn toward yourself throughout the day. Yeah. I was feeling like Saturday was just a really crazy day and we had soccer also in the mix of everything. And it's a beautiful field and it was a beautiful day. And so my youngest was running around the field and she came over and she said, mommy, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm taking my shoes off. And she said, oh, you're grounding. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I am. I'm going to take this opportunity to like recharge. And I had to be at the soccer game. And, but I saw it as an opportunity of this is a way I can do something for myself while I'm also showing up for everyone else. So there's lots of opportunities. You just kind of have to look for them, especially as parents. There's plenty of opportunities for you to do things for yourself along the way. Um, but you got to be really mindful of it because if not, you can get, and I know Lauren's been there and I have definitely been there. Um, I remember back before we took vacation in July, I was just at like, everybody's breathing made me mad, <laughs> you know? And it solely was because I was not taking care of myself. And once we went away on vacation and I got a week 
of solitude and being with my husband and eating great food and resting and taking care of myself, I came back a different person. And I promise you, I swore to myself, I would never let it get that bad because granted that was like pandemic and I'd been stuck here in Jersey for so long. Um, but I don't ever want to let it get that bad. And the reason it did get that bad is I just didn't do the little things like listen to myself or show up for myself, really. And so since July, it's been a huge initiative for myself to just listen, to do the little things. That's why when the bath happened, I was like, Misty, go get in the bath. Totally. Totally. It's that same thing of forgetting and remembering. Like you said, you would never let it get to that point again. And you did. So you forgive yourself and you take the lesson, right? And you move on. Yeah. And here you are doing a little bit of a better job, probably, even though things are crazy in a different way, you know, hard in a different way now. Um, I think too, self-care is, is how we allow the outer world to access us sometimes, you know, like I think of it in terms of somebody crossed a line into somebody crossed a boundary with us. Self-care is not just letting it happen and not sticking up for ourselves. That's one that I think is for certain personalities harder to implement, you know, like really, really knowing what is and isn't okay for you. Right. Um, Self-care could be, you know, I'm actually not going to respond to that email, urgent email at eight o'clock at night because I'm vulnerable. I'm tired. My brain isn't at a hundred percent. I am with my family. Like, no. So self-care could be setting that boundary with work. I mean, work will take as much as you're willing to give. So if you're responding to emails at eight o'clock at night, you're saying, this is okay to access me in the evening, you know, 24 seven. So I really think of it as setting boundaries and protecting your energy. Oh, I agree. I read a book about... It was about seven years ago. And there was just a simple example in there. And he was like, it's just like Pavlov's dog. You know, if someone sends you an email at nine o'clock and you respond, they, there's a sensory in their brain that says Misty responds at nine o'clock. I can always contact her at nine o'clock and it never goes away. You never get to backtrack. But if that same person sends you an email at nine o'clock and you wait till the next morning and an appropriate time at 8.30, they know they can send you an email. It's perfectly fine. And you'll get back to them when it's appropriate for you. And I set that boundary and nobody, nobody ever said a word about it. And it was just what you said. It was self-care for me because what would happen with me is I would set the boundary and then lay there and then feel guilty and then start this and then I'm like, well, just answer the dadgum email because this wormhole you're going down isn't worth it. So if you start it from the very beginning, well, and you don't have to do it in the beginning, if you just start doing it, people will get the sense that you mean business and you're not going to answer it until it's on your time. Totally. And I think part of self-care is being able to sit with that discomfort of that transition. Uh-huh. Um you know, we don't have cell phones so people can access us 24-7. I think that's a major shift we have to make in our mind. Just because somebody texts you doesn't mean you have to respond immediately, you know, but how many of us think, oh, that like false sense of urgency, I've got to respond right now. I mean, no, you don't. Turn your phone off for the night. My I- my friends and family know that I turn my phone off all the time pretty early in the evening. Not every night, but 
four nights a week. Sometimes it goes off at 7 p.m. because I just can't deal anymore. And I just feel that sense in my gut of like, this just needs to go off and I need no contact with the outer world. And tomorrow's a new day. I, I am working on all my friends. You and I don't do it, but all of my friends will like answer back, like, you know, later and be like, so sorry. I was blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, stop saying you're sorry. I know you're not ignoring me. I know you love me and you'll get back to me when it's okay for you. I texted you when it was okay for me. So you text me back when it's okay for you. And it's so funny how many people I know, smart, smart people that apologize. And I'm like, you don't have to apologize for that. I've stopped doing it too. Um, and I've stopped. <clears throat> There's certain people I respond to just because, you know, you always have those people that you respond to quickly, but everybody else, like they, they know they'll, they're not going to like be mad at you unless it's like a couple of days, you know, like if you get back to them, if it happens in the morning, you don't get back to someone till the afternoon. I think that's pretty darn acceptable. Maybe that could be a little piece of homework from this episode Ooh, of good one. noticing if you want to apologize. So sorry for the delay. I mean, I do it too. So sorry for the delay. La, 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 la. Pause and notice if you type it out, just delete it and just respond. Like no one needs an apology. They're not looking for it. You really don't have a reason to give one and just just respond to the note. No big deal. Yeah. We're very, we're just a society of, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Especially women trying my daughters do it. And I don't even do it that much anymore, but it's just like, they hear it and it's the instinct. You want to apologize, but if it's not appropriate and you didn't do anything wrong, you don't have to say you're sorry. And so I think that is great work to see if you're apologizing for how long it took for you to respond to something. I also think of self-care as changing your inner state when you need to. Like I've had some days in October, it's now November when we're recording this, but I had a couple of days in October where I was working inside for so much of the day that I was like, wow, I went outside and I was like, this is fresh air and sunshine. And it was a, a visceral pause where my body was like, I needed this two hours ago. You know, so if you work in an office all day, or um, if you work at home all day and you're not getting outside for even five or 10 minutes, get up from your desk and just walk outside, even to take a phone call. You know, just changing your environment is a little source of novelty for your body and your mind. And it's a little refresh. I think we need the air and the sunshine and just the shift in environment. So yeah, simple. It's very simple. Um, my husband is an art school and he has a studio and, you know, artists, they, especially because it's schoolwork, he gets going and he gets really deep in there and the same kind of thing. He'll like, look up and be like, whoa. And until I keep telling him, I'm like, don't stop and go Netflix. Cause that's like, you know what he wants to do. I'm like, stop and go outside. Just go take the trash out. I just go stand out there. Just go outside. And he usually does. And he's like, oh yeah, so much better. Like it, you, your body needs it, but you're not necessarily like listening, listening. You're just like, okay, well, I want to go Netflix, <laughs> but your body really wants you to go outside. So I agree. I think if um, that's like a super easy form of self-care and you know, I, it's really sad. I know people that really never go outside. And 
it makes me really sad um, because that's where I, I mean, like the joy cup we were talking about at the very beginning, being outside fills up my cup. Like one of the things I love about Halloween that I figured out is it's all outside. And I love that. You know, it's like we walked with our neighbors all over the neighborhood and it was all outside. Um, And so if you're a person that doesn't get outside very much, I would encourage you to just make that your practice and do it a little bit at a time. It doesn't have to be for very long. Just go sit on your porch for three to four minutes, you know, and start there. But I literally know people that are almost kind of shut-ins in a way, especially since the pandemic and they're remote now, working from home. So they really don't, they have their groceries delivered. They're shut-ins for, you know, and they used to go and do all these things and now they don't. So, yeah, yeah. It's important to get outside even just for a few minutes. We're part of nature and I think it's important to remember that. Or, you know, we we think we're not and there's a little suffering when we forget that we're just part of nature on this planet. Um, I also think of self-care and I think this is different depending on, again, kind of your dynamic in your life and your personality, but people pleasing is chronic, you know, doing things we don't want to do because we feel like we should do it. That's the opposite of self-care showing up somewhere that you actually have no desire to show up to because you feel obligated And in the last, it's been a long time, like 10 years or so, I've gotten really good at, if I don't want to go do something, I kind of have no problem being like, I can't come, you know, or even if there's something happening with, with the whole family, Eric and the kids, and I don't know what it is. Like, I wouldn't miss a big thing with the kids, but I don't have that thing anymore where I feel like I'm going to miss something. If I miss one game, I mean, they are just fine with Eric going to one game. Sometimes he tells me, can you just take them today? And I'm like, totally. We don't all need to be at all things all the time. You know what I mean? And I want to model for them that. I don't want them to grow up feeling obligated to everybody except themselves. You know? I am so, we also try to model that. So like last week, we also divide and conquer, you know, the sports shenanigans that come with kids. And he traditionally does soccer and I do gymnastics and dance, blah, blah, blah. Well, he was just having a really, really bad day and really, really tired. And I could tell, then he said, do you think you can take soccer? And I was like, of course I can take soccer. Like, yes. And so he stayed home and took care of himself. And when I got back, he was like, thank you so much. I just needed a night to not do that. And I was like, thank you for telling me. It's that simple. I didn't mind going to soccer, but I'm glad that he spoke up and took care of himself because if he had gone to soccer, he would have come back so grouchy and so run down. And yet when I got back, he was very appreciative and like helpful with dinner and just a right. different mentality because he took care of himself. And I was really proud of him for speaking up about it. Yeah. Like we aren't machines, you know, and I think somewhere along the way, this overproductive overdoing society, we've kind of lost the art of silence and quiet and rest and care. Um, And it's something that we have to be really careful of coming out of the pandemic is not over busying our family. And I know we had another, another uh, podcast on that already, but it's okay if, if you can't do all the things and it's what you said, like, I would so much rather voice what I need and speak my truth and take care of myself and have them come home 
to a receptive mother and a receptive wife who can actually be present with them. Because if you're running on empty and you do all the things because you feel like you have to, and you become crabby and grouchy and you say something you have to apologize for later, like who is that serving? Absolutely nobody, you know? Well, and I think as I I know a lot of moms try to feel like when they're doing it all, but they're internalizing it and then you get resentful. I work really hard at expressing my same feelings to my girls. Like dad's not going to soccer tonight because he's just kind of grouchy and having an off day. So we're going to go to soccer together and you're going to come too. Cool. Okay. You know, it's not a huge thing. They understand people get grouchy. They get grouchy. So I try to uh, we're just human. And I want them to understand that, that they're also just human so that they can grow up knowing that it's okay to just say no. Like you said, like, I don't feel like it tonight. It's true. And my kids are at the age, both of them, where they can stay alone for a long time now at the house. And I notice them sometimes if we're all going to do something like say, everybody's going to the volleyball game and one of them doesn't want to go, they tell us and we're like, okay. They know that sometimes there's stuff they have to go to, right? Um, But if they don't want to do something, you know, they've been at school all week playing sports, like all the things they're into, if they're tired and they want alone time, we don't make them do the thing because you know what happens when you have a kid tagging along who doesn't want to be there. I'm like, please stay home and don't bring that energy (laughs) into the activity. I agree. I agree. And you know what? When we were, I don't know about you, but I was go, you go. I don't care how you're feeling right now. You're going to church, you know? And I was like, I don't want to go. I just want to stay home and do whatever it was that I wanted to do when I was 10 years old. And I see that in my daughter now as an eight-year-old. And just like you said, I, there's things that she has to go to, but I also try to respect the fact that she's in a learning place and she's becoming her own person and she res- she really enjoys her alone time. And I'm glad that she does. Um, I always felt like I needed people around and I needed to please people and I needed to like, she doesn't feel that way. And I love it about her. It's challenging, <laughs> but it's also wonderful because I know down the road when she's a 30 year old mom and super stressed out, she can say, no, I'm sorry. I can't attend that. I have too much on my plate. Well, let's leave the homework as one, the ceasing of apologizing when unnecessary. Um, Two, I think some of these more emotional and mental boundaries of self-care, like what we're finishing talking about now, this feeling of obligation and people pleasing. And if you're doing certain things, you know, your time on this planet is not, is not unlimited. It's finite. And it's up to you how you want to spend it. And so just starting to examine that. And then three, noticing if your version of self-care right now is pedicures and facials and, and just challenging you a little bit to expand what self-care means to you. If, if, you're, if that's your definition currently, there's nothing wrong with it. We just want to encourage you to to push you a little bit into more self-care and maybe some different realms. Yeah. I love that. I, um, I really enjoyed this and I'm glad it wasn't all about, you know, nails and not that there's anything wrong with it. Cause I like, I'm going to get my nails done this week, but that's I not do need a pedicure. <laughs> yeah. I'm just doing it because my feet look ugly, <laughs> you know? So take care of yourself 
but also really take care of yourself. And thanks for listening. We will see you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening to Mindful Talk. We don't take it lightly that you spent your time listening to our podcast, and we are forever grateful. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Welcome to a more mindful way of living and working.